and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey, and welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Sports Center Edition. What's up, guys? What's happening? We've got what's up? We got, <laughs> got Patron in my cup. <laughs> <laughs> We got Wes back with us this week, fresh off his beach trip. How was your week? It was relaxing. It was nice. Um, I'm glad to be back. Awesome. Fantastic. So tell us, did you have traffic issues, or is that just Sean? <laughs> it's just Sean. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> because Destin is not really a big traffic area, though, right? Uh, in Destin, it is. Because there's only one road. And, and they gotta, all travel that one road. And you got to pay that stupid toll. To you got to pay the stupid toll. To, actually, our directions took us the old road and across Fort Walton Bridge. No toll there. That was a mistake. That was the biggest weight we had in traffic. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's great. The first day back to work for me, mm-hmm. I'm on the way to the office and I'm on the phone with him and I was like, I'll be a son of a buck. He goes, what? I was like, there's a freaking wreck. I mean, 64 <laughs> was dead stopped. And I'm like, I can't get away from it. But then the best thing was, so we were chatting, and then he gets, and then it just disappears. Everybody just goes yeah. through. Yeah, oh. I could I could see the ambulance, or the lights in the distance. Yeah. And then by the time I get there, it's all completely gone. That's the worst. When, yeah. when you get into traffic and you're like, how long are we going to be in this? And about 35 minutes later, you pass somebody that's just on the side of the road standing there, and you're like, yep. there was nothing here. Yeah. Why is traffic? I guess it, rubberneckers. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And Lexington, Kentucky is the capital of it. <laughs> rubberneckers, rubbernecking. I would argue that Orlando is just as bad. I, the reason I don't go 75 anymore is because you cannot get around Chattanooga. Choo-choo. Because of that. Because yeah. of rubber. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. So, went down 65 and trucked. In case y'all didn't realize, Wes just hit puberty right there for a second. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it happens. I got to shave today. They say once you get 75, you go through it again. They do. Second puberty. Yeah. Look yeah. you got to look forward to. About what, three, four years? <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm looking forward to death in three or four years. Well, I mean, we don't, <laughs> if we don't speed this up. <laughs> Everybody, please listen quick. So... So tonight's show, we're going to talk about another little bit of different stuff, right? We're going to talk about Arch Manning, uh, his big signing to Texas. We're going to talk about LIV, how it's absolutely destroying the PGA. And if we have time, we're going to get to minor league baseball, how it's absolutely destroying major league baseball. <laughs> so, But the Arch Manning has already started the move. There's been seven guys signed with Texas since Arch Manning mm-hmm. announced. He's going to bring in the offensive linemen. He's going to bring in the skills, the skill guys. Is him signing with Texas a as big a deal as Lincoln Riley going to USC? Well, but first it started when Texas signed his best friend who happens to play tight end 
and with his tight end. He was the guy they signed first. Who, who, by the way, doesn't go to Texas without Arch. Right. Rick Neuhauser was on the radio the other day I talking about this, this same thing. Great. He offered, he was recruiting Manti Teo to, I think, I guess it was UCLA, right? <laughs> his girlfriend was a package deal. She comes automatically. Source subject, right? <laughs> so I think Rick was at UCLA, right? I bet it he was, was a source subject. <laughs> yeah. So, so Manti Teo, his friend was also like a, maybe a wide receiver. And Rick said, we'll bring him, but only if you come. So you go wherever you want to go, but if you don't come here, he's not coming here because he's not good enough to be here. And ultimately, Manti Teo wound up going to Notre Dame, as did his wide receiver friend. So, well, But that kind of stuff happens all the time. Well, it does, but it's just kind of odd the way that it worked because they signed the tight end, his tight end friend first, and then Arch signs later. Yeah, It's usually the other way around where they sign the and, stud first, and yeah. it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you also got to – I mean, Josh Harrelson brought – when he came to Kentucky, who was, who was the little pipsqueak that, that he brought with him? Josh Harrelson brought somebody to Kentucky? Yes. You might have stumped the swab just now. <laughs> Josh Harrelson, it was a package deal. Somebody came with Josh Harrelson. Safe to assume he never saw the floor. Wow. Match. Yeah, I don't remember that. Well, you do some oh, some yeah. jujal search there, and we'll keep talking. So, back to my question, though. Mm-hmm. Is, is this as big a deal as Lincoln Raleigh? I think in the long run, yes. I'm going to say no. And I'll because Texas isn't going to have sustained success. They're going to catch lightning in the bottle for maybe three years. We've talked outside of this recording that I'm not sure that Steve Sarkeesian keeps his job because they're not going to put up with eight and five seasons getting Arch Manning. Right. And oh, by the way. Texas is getting ready to be on the fast track to the SEC. And that's what I've told you all outside of this recording. That's what that move does. Yeah. Arch Manning, you are putting Texas in the SEC as soon as possible. Right. I you 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 think that it could be as early as twenty twenty three. Yes. I think twenty twenty four is probably more realistic. But we both I think we all agree that it's before the 25. Yeah, which is period. when they're expected to go now is 25. It'll be before 25, no doubt. Nobody seems to think that's going to happen other than us, though. Because everybody's like, you know, it's going to be 25. But the SEC I don't know that Arch Manning can make them competitive in the SEC. I don't think he can. Yeah. I mean, you look just Most at... Most people think that the kid that's going to Tennessee is better than Arch. The one that's already got the $8 million deal? Well, I mean, you look at the teams already. As their roster currently stands, Texas's roster currently stands, even with the seven people they've signed and Arch Manning, I mean, is that good enough to be middle of the road in the SEC? It jumped them. With his signing, it, it jumped them to the number 10 recruiting class. Just number 10. And how many SEC schools? Notre Dame's now? number one. Did you know that? It's early. You can't look at 2023 ratings till after early signing day. I think that's in December. Mm. Because, like, right now, I think Louisville football actually has – they're in the top ten. Louisville yeah. football is for next year. West Virginia's sitting at number 12. But, like I said, I don't get too hopped up about that until 
after yeah. early signing period's over. So, I think, while there's a lot of hype behind it now, as they currently stand, with the, if, if they stayed in the Big 12, I think it automatically makes them number one or two in the Big 12. But, let's be honest, they should be number one or two in the Big 12 anyway. They're <laughs> Texas. Yeah. You're, you're the largest university in the United States. Yeah. As many or, or more resources than any other university going. And you haven't been credible since Vince Young left? And you had old Cole man. McCoy. But they were they to the national title game and he got hurt? Uh, oh, dead so. arm. I did forget about that. He did. Yeah. Had his arm not went dead, they probably win that. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but and dead arm still in the NFL. Though. He is. Still <laughs> he there. is. Well, I mean, his arm's yeah. not dead anymore, but it yeah. but it literally it, went dead. It like, died in the game. In the game, yeah. <laughs> like he couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. So, I think, like I said, once the new wears off, I don't think it's that big a deal. So I wonder how they will align. You know. Will they rearrange the SEC or like East and West? Because or will one of them go East and one go West? So, so a lot about, of teams are going out of division. Like a lot of conferences now, they're not doing divisions. ACC announced today, divisions are gone. So you're just going to play nine conference yep. games, and they're going to put them in like their own little pods. Pods, and you're going to have three opponents that you play every year, right. no matter what. And then the other what five or six? Basically, you you play your you play your three pod rivals, and if somebody stays their freshman year to senior year, you will play every every team, team in the SEC. So, so like so in the SEC, when Texas and Oklahoma come, mm-hmm. it would be Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A and M, and then Missouri. The no, that's the pod. Three team pods. Three team pods. Okay, you're right. There should be so four teams. Will be You'll four. play three teams yeah. in your pot. Right. So, then who would be the fourth team? Missouri? Well, how in the heck are they it going to determine have who's to going to be in the easy. SEC championship game? Best record. Well, two teams. Well, I figured they may go the the winner of each pot. Is that not what they're going to do? No, because the pods are broke down just based off geography. geography. Right. But it's still going to be like if you pull up the ESPN app, instead of saying SEC East, SEC West, it'll just say SEC. Right. And it'll go straight down. And they'll take the top two. Top two teams playing the championship. And there's going to be, what, 18 SEC teams? 16. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. They have two They have two 17 divisions right now. Yeah. One thing about this whole Arch Manning thing, though, I think we can all appreciate is how quiet the Manning family has kept all this. Well, they did that on purpose. Right. Like His dad time. wanted it to be an old school recruit. Yep. And the, it was not derived by NIL. He does not have an NIL, NIL deal because if you take an NIL deal now, not everybody's handing out $8 million NIL deals like they did to the kid in Tennessee. Right. You're, you're going based off of what – you are as a junior in high school. If he comes in and he kills it as a freshman in high, in college, then his NIL deal is going to be – it's going to open that up. It's going to give him the opportunities for a Coke and a Nike and a Pepsi or something like that versus the local pizza roll shop. So I'm, I'm looking at Arch Manning's Twitter right now. He's been on Twitter since February of 2022. 
He's following zero people. 60.1K followers. He's got one tweet committed to Texas. Hook him. <laughs> and it's got 222,000 likes, 38.2K retweets. So we talked about Rick Neuheisel a minute ago, and I was um, – he's probably – he's probably part of my favorite show on ESPNU. Full ride. Yeah. I really enjoy listening to that uh, with the show pony. He's hilarious. But he said the other day, I happened to be in the car and listen to him, if if Arch's last name is Smith, there's not all this fanfare tied behind it. And he could have put up the exact same numbers in high school. But if but because his last name's Manning, they're not so much cashing in on Arch as they are cashing in on Manning. Mm-hmm. They're hoping that he uh, brings in the money just by, you know, if you can get Peyton at games, if you can get Eli at games, if you can get Archie at games. Like, they're hoping that helps. So, what happens if Arch Manning comes out and stinks it up? Like, then you look at it and it's like, this is a bus. Like, who's... Could there be any more pressure on a kid? No, absolutely not. No. I mean, he has to be the most under-pressure quarterback coming is out Archie, of high school, Is right? Archie in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Archie Manning's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Peyton's in the Hall of Fame. Eli will be in the Hall of Fame. Correct. So your grandfather and two uncles are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah. And both of the, all of those three have went on record saying your dad's the best athlete of the three. Right. He just never caught on. He, he just, just got injured. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. What's, and what's his name? Uh, Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, he was he was the wide receiver, yeah. right? So, and both of the uncles won two Super Bowls apiece. Yep. I don't know. I don't think Archie did because he played for the Saints, right? Yeah, Archie. I don't think did. Yeah. I think Archie when he got to the NFL, I think had injury history too. I think, but I don't know. That'd be uh, your guy's uh, time. Not way mine. before airtime, right? But the pressure that's on that poor kid. Under pressure. And then the thing, and then the other thing about it is, this these two kids that are ahead of him, if they got one year, if one of them just absolutely kills it, though, that would be best case scenario. So you could sit hard. Is that is that you can? But here's the thing, that's the only way you could redshirt Arch. Is like if. If one of those two quarterbacks, and you think it's going to be uh, what's his name, Adam, that that I, wins the job, I think it's going to be Quinn Ewers. Ewers, that's what, and that's what, that's what the, the consensus seems to and be. Hudson, so, Hudson Carr's transfer. So you think that's the best case for everybody? Is he the other quarterback? Yes. Is that so? You, why is he already transferring? Well, he he I'm will. saying he's going to. Oh, transfer. gotcha. So Ewers has a great year this year. Yep. Comes into camp next year as the undoubted number one. Let him get two years in. Get him drafted. That's one. That's that can do more for for your for your draw to come to Texas than Arch Manning. I mean, I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna lead Corso. You not so fast, my friend. Because we just saw I thought this. you meant you were gonna drop the F one. No, 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 no. Come on, we're in the back room studio. We are in the back room studios. We we've just seen this play out at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler had a heck of a year. He did. And then they bring in five-star Caleb Williams. I'm watching the Oklahoma-West Virginia game, and fans are booing Spencer Rattler 
who did take a step back. I was going to say. He did. But I wonder how much the pressure. There was pressure. Yeah. He was 15-2 and as a starter at Oklahoma. Well, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about later is we're going to talk about the PGA Tour. Think back when Tiger Woods was in his prime. He may not win every tournament, but look at when he's chasing, look how many golfers blew up on the weekend that were having fantastic tournaments because they knew Tiger was behind them. Or or if it got to Sunday and Tiger was paired with them, most of the time they'd just crumble. Oh, right, because it was first, first, first ball off the tee. Well, this is over. <laughs> but it's nice playing with you, Tiger. So, which also kind of leads me to be- believe that Rattler might be a head case. I think him at South Carolina with his offense coordinator Shane Beamer is going to be great. I do, and but, man, it very well. Could but be. I do not like Spencer Rattler. I don't like his attitude. I don't like anything about him. Well, and you could tell that. Of course, they're college kids. We can't we can't forget that. Right. But whenever they went with Caleb Williams over Spencer Rattler. He was he he checked absolutely oh, out. Folded under pressure. Yep, and he wanted no part. He under was under pressure. <laughs> he went, did not want to. He was not the guy that was carrying the clipboard. He, that was going up and talking to Caleb Williams. No, he like. In fact, he wanted Caleb Williams to fail. He may not come out and say that, but he wanted him to fail so he could get his job back. At that point, it wouldn't have mattered if Caleb Williams failed or not because. Spencer Rattler was done. Like once Caleb Williams came back to beat Texas in the Red River Shootout, it don't matter what he does the rest of the year. He had right. already solidified the job for yeah. the year. Yeah. So, but Spencer Rattler will be interesting to see what he does this year in the SEC because it's not. And we'll talk about that in a later show. We will. Yeah. But so Arch Manning. On the flip side, I don't think like I don't think it does anything for Texas. Let's say Ewers comes out. Let's say Ewers has a bad year. Then the question creeps in, do you have to start Arch Manning as a freshman? If Ewers struggles this year, I think you absolutely have to consider starting Arch Manning as a freshman. And then you have Steve Sarkeesian, who has underachieved at every job he's ever been except offensive coordinator at Alabama. And... I guess when he was at USC, he did, as as offensive coordinator, he did pretty well. But I think that was more Pete Carroll than it was Steve Sarkeesian and the fact that he had Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush. He had crazy athletes right. all over the field. So, at that point, if, if they don't have a good year this year, Steve Sarkeesian is hooking his career, no pun intended, he's hooking his whole career to a freshman that is under – a tremendous amount of pressure. But if you're Steve Sarkeesian, let's say Ewers does struggle this year. Sarkeesian, you're wanting to keep your job, obviously, at Texas. You have to go with Arch. You have to go with the freshman. Mm-hmm. That buys you at least one more year. Because you can always fall back on, well, he's a, he's a freshman. He's a freshman, growing pains. But you're going to have people throw around, you know, Bryce Young was a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Some people built different. Some people are built different. Uh, but... I think Arch Manning, like I said, I, I don't think it moves the needle that much because his stay at Texas is only going to be three years. Once he's eligible to go to the draft, he's going to draft. As long as he's achieved what they think he's going to achieve. I think he's good. 
Now, I will say, if they can turn it, start turning around this year and then Arch just pushes them further along, then it opens the doors for more things to, to happen. But uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a wait and see scenario. But it 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 definitely. I think the thing that I find most odd is that he's gone on and signed somewhere. He's I mean he's just finished out his junior year. He's going into his senior year. He said he wanted all the pressure off. Is so there, he could just enjoy his senior? Is year. there any chance that a coach can get him to flip his commitment? No. The only thing is. If Sarkeesian is so bad this year that they fire him, that they fire him, and if they do, then he probably he he. Moves. But that's why Texas won't. Because if you fire him this year, you lose Arch, and I would I would expect David Cutcliffe to come on staff at Texas here pretty soon. Because that was Peyton's quarterback coach. It was Peyton's quarterback coach. It was Eli's coach at Ole Miss. He, he's well respected in the Manning. Is he, is he is he still not at Duke? No, he left Duke uh, last year. It wasn't okay. He, he yeah. made Duke relevant. I mean, he's the quarterback for so years. Yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and I and I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, but um, it opens like football is better. We've talked about this. Football is better when your blue bloods are good. Yes. So football is going to benefit from Texas being good. Yeah. Uh, just like they benefit from USC being good. Can you? I mean, we may be two years away from USC and Texas being legitimately relevant. Yeah, they're probably battling for that number uh, five and six spot right behind Alabama, LSU, <laughs> well, Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, Georgia. Nick Saban's not getting any younger. He's not. There's coming a time where Nick Saban will die on the football field. I don't think so. He he might. I think, He's got grandkids now, though. I think the storyline, and like I said, we're going to talk about this in a later episode when we preview the college football season. Uh, DJ. Yuga um, Walele. Yeah, whoever, the quarterback at Clemson. If they struggle this year, even though Dabo has won some national championships there, you know in the sport nowadays, it's a what have you done for me lately. If they struggle back-to-back years, his seat's going to get hot. And then you talk about Nick Saban leaving. If Nick Saban were to leave, their first call has to be to Dabo Sweeney. Yep. And then all you're doing, if you make it and you start putting pressure on Dabo, all you're doing is giving him reason to leave. I mean, he's built a program at Clemson, but Alabama is still Alabama. Yeah. Now, so, um, his D coach went to Oklahoma, right? Yeah, Brent Venables. Venables. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see what he does there. Well, he was an Oklahoma defense. guy. He was there with he was there with yeah. Stoops. I know, but a defensive minded guy. It just seems to be like like nowadays head coaches that are defensive head coaches really seem to be behind the the eight ball. When it well, because to. all the systems are going pro style offense. Yeah. yeah, which is why Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is caught lightning in a bottle because he runs a pro style. And I mean, he got Matt Corral drafted, yeah. who in most drafts probably doesn't. Right. Or if he does, he's definitely not a first-rounder. Right. Right. Well, speak, before we move on to the next thing, speaking of Ole Miss, what about them winning their first-ever College World Series? What about them winning the Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge? And the College World and Series. And the College World Series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
they were just dominant all week. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and they were the last team in. I was going to say, yeah. they they came into – on ESPNU, they occasionally have like a college baseball show. And I was listening one day, and they came into the season with high expectations. And they took some early losses. Like, I want to say they lost to like – Liberty, like they lost, like a host, like a, like because their series, obviously, they lost several series early on, and their expectations kind of failed drastically. They were seven and fifteen at one point. I saw like a tournament preview before the World Series started. They were talking about how Ole Miss struggled with injuries early in the year, but now they're healthy. Now they got and yeah. and you could tell like their there, pitching staff was legitimate down the street. There was a moment in time where you could see, uh oh, like, yeah, they're this not could losing. be bad. Yeah, and then I mean they they caught fire. It, you know, it all goes to show you if when you catch fire at the right time, yeah, you can you it, can do things. It kind of helps too, like. When there's only two ranked teams <laughs> out of the top 16 right. that make it to the College World Series. Right. I mean, Notre Dame took out Tennessee. I mean, I think Stanford and uh, Texas A&M were the only two ranked teams in the in the College World Series itself. But so. it goes back to a point that we made last week, I believe. The SEC drives college sports. Yep. College sports goes as the SEC goes, and that's not going to change unless – you have some of these blue blood schools in other conferences help build their conference. I mean, that's basically what's happened in the SEC is that Alabama has been so good in football because we know that football drives the bus of college sports. Alabama has been so good at football and it's gotten them so much money to increase their, their other facilities that every other team is, you know, let's get better. I mean, heck look what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to find much better facilities anywhere else in the country. They, and it's been because Mark Stoops came in and they gave him time. Well, case in point, just for Kentucky itself, they've built a brand-new baseball stadium. They're not any good, but they built a brand-new baseball stadium off of SEC money. Yep. They've, they're getting ready to build a brand-new track facility so football can have a full-size indoor field. The track facility needs to be done because they've got, you know, they've got an Olympic gold medalist world record holder that just came through in Sydney McLaughlin, and then they've got another one that's coming through now in Abby Steiner that just won the uh, United States 200-meter um, national champions. And just got tweeted out by Irvin Magic Johnson on the Twitter machine. Right, exactly. So... All that money, all that money is coming in from SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then you you look at the. You, I was just thinking this as you was talking there a while ago. That's how. And when you said SEC drives it, Texas and Oklahoma were both in the College World Series. Yeah, <laughs> like they were. He talked about that. Line, when, right? you, yeah. when you consider Texas and Oklahoma, the SEC had twelve of the sixteen teams in yeah. the College World Series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, that's ridiculous. when they talk about super conferences, it's just going to be the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody else can have their own little thing. So, so moving on, uh, the golf world has been shook to its core by the LIV. And it's like daily 
that I don't even know what LIV stands for. It, I think uh, it, I think they just call it the Live tournament. Yeah, the Live so. Tour. Sure but but basically, this group of Saudi Arabian guys, right? Yeah. I mean, it, the it, uh, the Saudi prince, I think, has put the money up. Greg Norman is the CEO. Of yeah. It. And, Shock. And, and they're giving these golfers like like guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Plus, they win money for winning. Like. The first tournament, the dude won three point five million dollars in the. Uh, well, th- that kind of money doesn't exist in the PGA. Well, if I mean you, obviously, if you make the cut, I don't know how much you get if you miss the cut, but if you make the cut of a tournament, you get some sort of payout. Yeah, but it's nothing like what the LIVs pay. Well, I mean, we saw the checks that Happy Gilmore got, and he never really got anything more than about thirty, forty thousand dollars tops. Right. So the LIV. LIV stands for, that's the Roman numeral for 54. That's the lowest you can shoot on 18 holes if you birdie every hole. That's a genius name. That's pretty solid. I like that. So, my question is, and they are, they're they're taking all the heavy hitters from the PGA Tour, which has caused the PGA Tour to get salty and try to kick them out of all kinds of things. Which has then turned around and made the PGA Tour sponsors mad because they're like, on these events, like, because the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA Championship, they're not PGA Tour of, like, anybody. Can, that's why you got amateurs in it. Like, you don't have to be a member of the PGA Tour. So, you you got people that are like, no, like, you're going to stop being this way because we want these guys to play in these big tournaments. The PGA right. Championship is the one major that does not apply to that. Is it? Okay. Uh, because it is just PGA. Um, but if you win, you get like a lifetime, right? Yes. So, I'll, like most Phil, of these guys Phil Mickelson, <clears throat> he's won that. So, oh, he yeah. can still go to play for that, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, if, you, if you've won that, I don't know. Because they started suspending these guys, and I think the PGA Championship is the one major – it, that is the caveat to all those majors. You, 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 they, all the rest of them are in the invitationals. That is homed in on because it's just PGA guys. I was going to say because, like, if you win the Masters, you always have an invitation to come back and play Correct. in the Masters. Right. Well, I mean, what about the fact that they offered Tiger Woods, who can barely walk, a billion dollars, not a million, a billion. I think they 100% are just buying his name. His name, oh. his his NIL basically oh. is what they're buying. Oh, they're buying 100%. his name and his likeness. And he turned it down, though. Yeah, because Cause he's loyal. Yeah, and uh, Roy McIlroy tore it up. Roy McIlroy's the one that's coming out was like, nah, yeah. like, I'm he's, staying he's here. He's like John Cena versus the Nexus right okay. now. <laughs> yeah, between him and Justin Thomas, the, the, those are the two that are up on top of the mountaintop screaming. So, Which yeah. don't and if don't you're the and, and if you're the PGA, you have to hook your 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 wagon oh. to these two guys. It's well, like because we're 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 dealing with bare bones here. The guy that just would they just had a tournament. Um, it was one of their majors. I the believe. U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. Oh, the guy. And the guy that won, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Usually I look through the leaderboard and I can, oh, yeah, I know them. And, and I, I just looked through the leaderboard and I was like, I don't know any of these cats. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Is that Ryan's brother? That's <laughs> Ryan's brother. <laughs> Grew up right down the road here. Right down the road. Man, I, I watched Sunday. Uh, that kid made some incredible shots down the stretch. Do you know why he liked that course so much? 
he had just won the U.S. Amateur Championship two years before on the same course. Yeah. So he came into it like, hey, yeah, I, I, you know, and he nobody put him in any kind of thought to win that. Um, but yeah, he. Well, that, I mean, uh, when you go out and hit seventeen of eighteen greens, and I mean, um, fairways and regulation. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's the crazy part about it is, is a lot of guys were they couldn't they couldn't even stay on the fairway with right. a lot of those shots. What's the what's the one kid's name? The Zill Zill Will Will uh, Zilgoris or something like that. I thought he was going to win it, and he and he was pretty much locked in until Fitzpatrick got to those last four or five holes, and then it was it was shut down. That's where the that PGA point. has to make sure that they hang on to the young guys because yeah. they've got a good group of about twenty young guys that are about five years younger than uh, JT and Rory. Well, probably seven years younger than Rory. Rory's older than what we think, but. Those are the guys they're going to have to really. But you know, like Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, I mean, he's decent, but I, does he win? Oh, he. He's, last he's, year he was on a tear. Yeah, last year he was on a tear. Now he got hurt, and he's not completely healthy yet. And I think they took him and Kopka because that's they the greatest him. rivalry yes. in golf right now. They yeah. hate each other. Yeah, they yeah. they they legitimately do not like each other. So now you take the two biggest rivals in golf and. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have like p- pay-per-view golf matches between the two. Like it's which we've seen with Tiger well, and Phil. Yeah. The, the the next uh the next uh crown jewel they they, they might be in a match if you know Vince <laughs> right, and the right. and the prince over driver there. on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> so, I you know I don't like. Here's what I don't like about the LIV tour. It has to be all the money, though, right? It's It's all money. money. I mean, you know, they they, you're talking about 225 million dollars, and there's only I didn't look up the number of like 36 or something. um, What? Yeah, I think there's more golfers than that now. I was gonna say like it's been updated. Like maybe 50. Like they they nobody nobody misses a cut because there is no cut. Let me just read you some of the names um, that's on this LIV tour that I that I have. That I can recognize. You got Bryson DeChambeau. Yep. It's probably not that bad. Sergio passed his prime. He's not going. I mean. But it's a name. It's a name. But he's yeah. passed his prime. Dustin Johnson. Is he on drugs? Is he not? Right. <laughs> Brooks Kepka. Who hates Bryson? Because. And, and they not only took Brooks. They took his younger brother Chase too. I didn't even know he was on the PGA Tour. But that was probably the – we talked about – we just talked about it with Arch Manning and all these – like, well, we, we want you to join our LFA Tour. And he's like, ah, got to take my brother Chase. Done. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Phil Mickelson. Kevin Na. But, I mean, Phil's kind of past his prime. Kevin oh, Na no, that's too. Kevin Na. Louis Eustaven. Uh, past his prime. Yeah. Ian Poulter. Past his prime. prime. Lee Westwood. Way so, is this prime. Charlie Swalter? And then, you know, uh, Patrick Reed is probably on that fence. Hey, is not, it uh, Swartzel? Swartzel. Wasn't it his nanny that Tiger Woods married? Wasn't it Charles Swartzel's nanny? I'm that really that sure. ended up almost hit, killing him with the driver? The reason, uh, maybe. <laughs> it might have been. The reason I say those names is because I went through the list and picked those names out. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's twelve. 
there's probably just going through the list. There's probably fifty names. I know none of them. Yeah. Now maybe they are on the European tour. Maybe they play from uh, from the Japan tour. Or what? Probably some amateurs in there too. You would think some of those guys would. You, you would see those names and know them because of the British Open, the U.S. Open, Masters, because they're invitationals. If they're good enough to play on this, you're thinking they're going to be able to play in one of those or all three of those invitational Masters. I mean, major tours. I don't know. None of them. Not yeah. one. So they've gone out and got a few names, but all the rest of them are a bunch of scrubs, I think. That's why I don't – PGA might be like, wait a minute, what's going on? If they'll just be patient, I think this is going to go away. Who's the one that you brought up the other day that won the Masters a couple of years ago? And then it's just falling off the face of the planet. Um, um, not Rory, but the other guy that was right. He won like Jason Day. No, he won like two or three of the majors that year. Um, uh, you're not talking about um, not not Justin Thomas. You're talking about. Are you talking about the other one? Um, yeah, the other one. The other one. The other one. The other guy. Um, he he came out of nowhere that year. And then I one think of the majors, he won at least two of them, yeah. two of the majors that year, if not three. I can't think of his name now. You're talking, and it's about not Ricky Fowler. I love Ricky Fowler. I do too. I want Ricky I Fowler want to be him so to good, win so, so bad. So Jordan Spieth, yes. Jordan Spieth, that's yes. it. okay. And by the way, it was not Charles Schwartzel. It was Jesper Pernovic that. Oh, yeah. uh, that uh, Tiger Woods ex-wife that nearly killed him with a driver used to be the nanny for. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, but there, I think the PGA is going to be fine. Well, and you know, my question is: with all this money, two things: we don't hear about sponsors. Okay, how are you going to recoup this money? Like we keep talking about AEW, eventually the rent's going to come due, and you can't just keep. I mean, maybe. The Saudi, this Saudi prince has a money tree in his backyard, and they well, typically I mean, do. Is he the same one that gave Vince a billion dollars? I mean, they're 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 how many how many, how many Saudi, Saudi princes are there? I don't know, but and 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 it could very well that he can just continue. Oh, like no, that's fine. I got you know forty nine point three trillion dollars that we can just spend frivolously however we want to. But eventually, you would think that he wants to see some sort of return on his investment. So I kind of agree with Wes that if they can weather this initial storm in the first couple years, once they build their new stars up, because if they haven't taken them yet, you got to figure there's some sort of loyalty there, you would hope, and they're going to turn down the opportunity to go there. And, I mean, if they're not going to continue to grow with names that you know, the Live, the live Tour is going to be a short-lived. <laughs> Unintended. <laughs> and you, if you got ten or twelve guys there, if you have the same top ten, say the same top five every week. every freaking week, and there's really no drama to it, unless Kopka and DeChambeau are fist fighting on the fifteenth on the on the fifteenth green, are, people are going to tune out. Is that going to be on TV? It's supposed to be. Who's I mean, got the contract to that? Do you know? I do not. I know that um, 
I know they're playing courses over here because they're playing a course in Seattle. I think 80%. Which blows me away that there's even a golf course in Seattle. How in the world are they going to do that with all the rain? I think 80% of the of their tour stops, air quotes, tour stops, are in the United States. Yeah. So you kind of go, wait a minute. What? what? I mean, it's just all he's doing is backing it just to make sense. I get a feeling this was somebody like Greg Norman's idea, and he just had to find somebody to back it. Yeah. Because he was mad because. The PGA doesn't pay well enough for something Probably. like that. Yeah. And I, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Is Does this make the PGA figure out how to up their purses? The reason I say that is we've had three majors already this year, correct? Sure. You've had the Masters. You've had the – they just had, they had the PGA – uh, championship and they just had the U.S. Open. I thought the PGA and Championship was, PGA was fall. Yeah, I, I think they've only had two. The British Open's next. Yeah, and that's July, right? So they've so they've had the Masters, they've had the U.S. US Open, Open, and the British Open. They've next. already had the PGA Championship. Oh, did they move I, it? They, they I was going to say it used to be in the fall yeah, because it, a few fall. years ago when it was in Louisville, you're was, right. But I mean, they've already had it according to this because they've you know they. Just about the Masters is just about at the beginning of the season. Well, well, I mean, beginning of the season starts in February, yeah, you know. But for us, it starts at the Masters. But they've already had the, uh, the PGA Championship, you uh, because it was PGA Championship, and then the Memorial was two weeks after that, and then had the Canadian Open, which Rory won, and that, and then U.S. Open they had that, and then they just had the Travelers Championship. All that being said. Right now, uh, Rory is number two on the list. He's made $7.3 million this year. That's not a bad payday. It's not a bad payday. But, but LIV just will paid the out LIV, you know, million. Right. They're one. just giving, they're giving On top Chase, of the fact that they have a guaranteed contract. They're giving yeah. Chase Kepka, which I didn't know he was even on the tour, just because Brooks said bring him along. He's going to make $25 million this right. year. Or, so, or or somewhere, I mean, he's so, gonna I mean, make that, as much as Roy does. So is he? You is look at a guy role? like you look at a guy like JB Holmes. That's a, that's a Kentucky boy, right? You look at a guy like JB Holmes, and you're sitting there thinking, it's like, hmm, I could play in every tournament and maybe make a million dollars because he doesn't win very much. Or I could go sign with this live tournament and make a guaranteed contract and. On top of the purse that I get in each, and play half as many. Yeah, uh, I mean, look uh, him up tournaments. JB Holmes. He's home. Well, more uh, I don't know that he's even on the tour anymore. Really? And that and that's the thing, though, right? It's that's why there's only a list of twelve guys that we know because the other thirty-eight guys nobody knows because they're in the exact same situation. You know, they need to fill their tour up with guys that are professional golfers. Well, and and, and out of those twelve guys, if Chase's brother wasn't Brooks, we wouldn't know who the heck Chase Kopka was. We would talk about him and be like, huh, I wonder if he's any relation to Brooks. Right. Right. And if Brooks didn't have a – because I think, I think DeChambeau is the better of the two golfers. If Brooks didn't have beef with Bryson DeChambeau, he probably wouldn't be But, there. I mean, like Brooks Kopka was kind of like Spieth, though, right? He just had that one summer that he was on fire. He's like 
everything that I've watched this year, he hadn't even been in competition. So, well, he, he did get hurt. Um, he had a, in fact, I think he had knee surgery. Mm. So he's just now getting back to healthy. Gotcha. About three or four months ago, he's just now getting back to healthy. So question for you guys, since we're talking about golf, what is your favorite PGA tournament to watch on TV? Oh, Masters, Masters. hands down. To the Masters or the Waste Management the Open? The Phoenix Open. The Phoenix Open, yeah. The Phoenix Open is pretty awesome. The, uh, those Just because of that one hole, though. Oh, but no, they're, they're all they're all over the course. I that like, one hole is... Um, uh, this year, when they had two hole-in-ones on the par three, that's the 18th, right? That place erupted. I Beer mean, cans were flying. I think it's the, the 16th. It's okay. the 16th. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. It covered the green and beer cans. If yeah. I had to walk, if I had to pick one, it would be the British Open because I love the style of I European do, courses. I do like seeing um, pros struggle. One, the the weather sucks every year. They have it. It's driving rain with like thirty five mile an hour wind, and you hit the ball and it comes back and hits you in the face. And, and I their, love their bunkers are I eighty love, feet deep. I love their bunkers that are holes in the holes that go straight down. Yeah. Because I hate playing that course on the video game. I do I too. tell you that. But I, I think it proves, because you have to be a really good golfer to win the British Open. Yeah. And if you're not a really good golfer. There is no forgiveness on that no, course. Which is why I enjoy it. Um, were you all talking about the Waste Management Tour or the, the tournament? Were you Was that the one that the dude skipped the golf ball across the pond? Have you all seen that TikTok video? Yeah, no. yeah I've seen the video. Now, they do that at the Masters that, every year. That, that's a Master's Challenge. Yeah, is that a, what it is? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's the, fir- the first day they'll go out and practice, but everyone does the skip across the Well, I the saw that, and it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. That's exactly how I play golf. I had skin it right across and skip it across the worm burner. Well, here we go. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put at some point before this end, the end of this year, we need to find us a golf course and we're gonna go play. The four of us, okay? I use the word play very loosely when it's me and golf. All right, I'll get out there and I'll whack some balls. All right, but so come to Sean Watson. He didn't whack any balls. Okay, he did not. His balls were whacked. His balls were whacked. So, we're going to have to live stream part of this. I mean, I think there will be a lot of fun there. So, we're going to have the MoCo Four Horsemen Invitational coming up soon. Stay tuned for further details. So, I'm looking. Do you play golf, Adam? Oh, yeah. So, here's what we need to do. Even better idea. I don't know who gets better. Nashville has a Top Golf. Oh. Oh, we're going to go drive balls in Nashville? We've got to go play Top Golf. That sounds. Sunday that before sound we go home? Uh, or, or, yeah, probably Sunday before we come home. I mean, because I don't know. I mean, because Saturday we got driving. Breakfast. Breakfast. Which, by the way. By the way, pull that up. By the way. Who's pull, paying for breakfast? Pull that up. Hold on. Hold on. I'm glad you brought breakfast up. Well, I didn't. I don't uh, <laughs> Because I'm a big boy and I like breakfast. Well, I'm just telling. I got a little bit of proof here. <laughs> oh. That... Someone. I don't think it worked out the way. Someone was in the wrong last week on the podcast, and it's and we not know, Neil. And we know it's, it's not, not Neil. <laughs> and Neil's never in the wrong, apparently. <laughs> Sean's convinced that I'm going to beat him. I can't beat anything. <laughs> we giggled the same way. <laughs> there was a long pause there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's too good.
did help strong. You can't beat anyone. You can't beat anything. You can't do it. Side of dice can't beat. Go back to PG-13. You'll so see, we, you'll hear all this. Is it on the way to SummerSlam? Yes. Loser buys breakfast for everyone. There's going to be three other people in there. Listen, Mongo doesn't give That me. wasn't the bit. Oh, <laughs> but that's proof. You never came back and said, wait, 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 wait. That's not the bet. That's he said loser. Hey, it said Sean was convinced I was going to beat him, and that's what happened. But he and said loser. Loser. Loser buys, buys breakfast. breakfast. That wasn't what the bet was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I we mean, just heard it. I'm just telling you, that's what. That's not what the bet was. I told Neil, I said, I know. Why I do you think I lost that. on purpose? <laughs> It's obvious that I lost on purpose. I mean, I trade you half my team. He's the worst team in the league. It's obvious that no, I no, lost. No, 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 no. This guy's no, the worst no, in the league. No, we, we are having the toilet bowl currently right now. It is. And you're getting played by the Suck way. versus Sluggers. And I thought he was going to say Suckers. <laughs> suck versus Suckers. Uh, suckerist versus Suckerister. Uh, by the way, your team on Tuesday – is playing out of their mind right now. <laughs> they, they hit did. like five home runs. Right. Yeah, and I just had my first pitcher of three or four today just went for uh, one hit, seven strikeouts, but did quality he, start. But did he have a Chad Cole game? Did you see what Chad Cole pitched yesterday? The first ever complete game shutout in Coors Field history. In Coors Field? Against the Dodgers and all that. Wow. Yes. That is... Impressive. Yeah, because I was playing against him in another league last night, and the dude scored 40 points. <laughs> you have me down 417 right now. Um, you were tied up in um, RBIs, stolen bases with zero. <laughs> um, and then once we unlock pitching categories, if that ever happens, I'll get you in all the pitching categories currently. Currently. It's early. It is early. Craziness. But I think that's uh, I think that's proof that uh, Sean will be buying breakfast. If there's a pancake I mean, for everyone, I like pancakes. I, I mean, we normally just eat like McDonald's, you know, no, something no, like that. No, mm-hmm. Not when the Moco Four Horsemen go out. <laughs> I mean, we ain't. Gonna I mean, Mongo's gonna be in trouble then, because I mean, Mongo was not here agreed upon his see, breakfast. I did see a Shoney's that was still in business on sixty five. Hey, come on now, that Shoney's. had the breakfast buffet. I mean, we stopped at a Shoney's on the way down. You can I don't remember where it was Shoney's. in Tennessee, though, I think. So, all right, so moving on. Well, before we move on, I was looking up the LIV schedule. They're in Portland this weekend, their first, I guess, American stop. It will be live streamed on LIVgolf.com, YouTube, and Facebook starting at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, there's Thursday. the money. Well, but. But is it? It's not sustainable live streaming. Right. If you're not going to be on television. But if you live stream, that's going to be a good way to get your TV contract. It is. If you get, if yeah, you but get the I numbers. Mean, if you have Facebook and YouTube backing you, that's some pretty big money right there. It is. It is. But do they have them? I don't know that they have those platforms backing them. It could just be, I mean, anything that we could do. They've set up an account and... They oh. ju- they're just streaming it. So, are you familiar with this LIV golf? 
Uh, like not very. I mean, okay, because at, underneath that it says the team draft is scheduled to take place on Tuesday. Are they broke down into teams like a Ryder Cup event? Yes. The, the, did it say that they're going to make twelve teams? I want to say that I saw that. Oh but... yeah, forty-eight players on twelve teams will tee off together okay. in a shotgun start. We're playing a scramble. Yeah, yeah that's what we're doing. We're playing a scramble. So all these play- people that they've got, they've just paid them for their name. They're not paying them for what they play. It's a scramble. It's a best ball scramble. Well, yeah, who this cares? Partic- this particular tournament is anyways. It's four days. It's yeah. Thursday through Sunday, just like PGA. So are they going to keep the same team? So you said days? it was oh, you would think 12 so. teams. So it's going to be four players per team, right? 48 players on 12 teams. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, four yeah. players a team. Freaking so scrambles. If you, yeah. if you draft, it's not sustainable. If you draft Brooks, you're getting chased, right? Is that oh, sure. like are we doing it like we do little league? Like <laughs> if you draft right. one brother, so, you get the other one. But see, so the funny thing about that is, is where you say it's not sustainable, right? Does the does the PGA get butt hurt over it in three years when this fails and these guys want to come back and they go no 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 you turned your backs on us you fellas we we don't need you no more uh, they don't need any of these guys back they really don't I mean Brooks and and DeChambeau, but the guys that played in the Open those top four or five guys are the future of the PGA because they've when I watch right. their names are up there in the top ten right. That's exactly right. So if we contact Greg Norman, can the Moco Four Horsemen get in this scramble? I, I mean, I don't see why <laughs> I mean, not. We might shoot, you know, two under, and we get beat by twenty strokes. Listen, don't I care. think I think we ought to just be one person. All four of us be one person, and we'll just split the purse. Now I do know that they are going to have some individual uh, competitions because they've already said they've already said if you shoot fifty four. There is a. I, I think that. you get a twenty-five million dollar immediate payment or something like that. <laughs> Why does it have to be an obscene number like that? Because you know, nobody's how, ever done. It. That's how crazy a fifty-four shooting a fifty-four would be. Right on well, a scramble. Fifty-nine is the lowest score that anybody has shot on a PG tour, a PGA right. tour event. Right. So, yeah. It's, it would be... I mean, on a scramble, though. He's oh, right. no, on a scramble, on a scramble they'll 54. shoot way below that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll shoot I mean, 48. I mean, if you have DeChambeau, he's going to get you to the green in one shot. Right. <laughs> if Brooks Kafka don't take a knee up. <laughs> right. That's what funny. if Bryson drafts the Kopeka brothers? Not a chance. Oh, but would it not make for good TV? <laughs> it would. Like can they can they actually put everything together and win this? Can they coexist? Because right, that's what we hear in the wrestling right. world. That's can right. they coexist? That's so funny. That's so funny. All right, so moving on to you. You brought this to- topic up. You went to the legends a couple of weeks ago. I did, and. You text me and you go, what has happened to minor league baseball? It's bad, man. If nobody knows, that's the Lexington's affiliate. Yeah. You know, if anybody's not. It's now they, independent they, they baseball. under a rock. Yeah. And, and that's and the Lexington's the affiliate. Well, well, there's two teams. There's they two have, teams. They, yeah. they still have the Lexington Legends, oh, okay. but they also have the Wild Health Genomes. Because right. Wild Health bought the naming rights to the field. Right. So they were like, oh, by the way, we're going to make right. our own team, too. So... 
up until COVID hit, the uh, Lexington Legends was the minor league affiliate for what you, you know, they started out the Astros, mm-hmm. and then basically from 2013 through 2019, they were with the Royals. Which was pretty cool because when they won the World Series, yep, some of those players had come through yep. Lexington. Yep. The, and in that time frame, my family lived at the ballpark. We were season ticket holders. We were host family for a lot of these players. I mean, there are kids that are playing on the Royals team right now that we fed. We took, to, you, we took to dinner. I was going to say I mean, you had dinner with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Khalil Lee plays for the Mets. I mean, he was one of our host players. He, You know, he, so he plays for them. So it's really cool to see these kids that, like, we've, like, hung around with, we've talked to, we've laughed. You know, they won, you know, back-to-back championships in the uh, uh, South Atlantic League in 18 and 19 with a lot of these kids that are in the majors right now. And then the and then COVID hit. And it basically sped up what was coming anyways, right? Um Rob Manford has had it in his mind basically to cut a lot of this minor league baseball down. So at the end of the 2020 season, you know, COVID was basically uh, no minor league baseball transpired in 2020 because of COVID. The Lexington Legends went out and put together a couple of teams along with the Florence uh, Yalls. <laughs> That's so bad. And, oh. and it was the Florence Freedom and the Florence Yalls. Right. They put together four teams and they basically called it the Bourbon Trail, I believe is what it was. Yeah. And they traveled back and forth and those four teams played over a month and a half or so. Which is how Brandon Phillips right. got in. Yeah, just just to give people baseball, right, and to keep their doors open. But what transpired during that is Rob Manford cut out 42 minor league baseball teams. Unfortunately, the, the Legends were one of them. They did that based on attendance and facilities and, and basic general location. So... Being a Royals a Royals affiliate, there's nobody else around Central Kentucky that's in the Royals organization. It was a facility thing when it come to the Legends. Attendance-wise, they were one of the top attendance teams in the South Atlantic League. So they didn't get cut because of attendance. Because the, they would average 3,000 people at most games. And on the weekends, if it was a big weekend, I mean, I've seen it jam-packed before. Which will set about seventy-five to eight thousand people. Well, this time of the year, this almost this whole week, if they had home games, they were yeah. jammed. Yeah, Fourth of Fourth July, July weekend was big always a big weekend. So, so they got cut, and then you know the West Virginia um, power got cut. You know that was like our rival, and and some of the others, but they changed the rules to. The minor league draft used to be like 55 rounds or something like that. Now it's five rounds. So you're only drafting really the top high-end guys, and then everybody else is basically free agents at that point. So the legends are independent. They're I can't remember the, the name of the league that they're in now, but them and the power and the genomes have all basically went into this league 
and minor league or major league teams can use these teams. Like Cincinnati, if they've got a kid that needs to do a, a, a spot start, they can send him down to Lexington and let him play a game or two, and they'll pay his salary, and then he'll go join the team. You know, they, they can do that now. So, so they have – they have that all across the nation, but they don't draw like they used to because of losing that affiliation. We don't go. We haven't been since 2020. We gave up our season tickets. We didn't go at all last year. We went to a couple of those Bourbon Trail games. And I, maybe it's selfish of me. But we enjoyed having the connection with the kids that we could see their futures, right? You don't get that now. Right. Like MJ Melendez is now the starting catcher for the Royals because Salvador Perez got hurt. And that kid played here, you know? We you know, and it's just kind of cool. And with the independent ball, you don't get that. A lot of these guys are past their prime. And they're just hanging on just to be living their dream of playing pro ball. Not making a whole lot of money. Just, you know, kind of like the old Bull Durham movie. You know, it's just like most of those guys are never going to go anywhere else other than where they're at right now. But your question was, is is it killing professional professional baseball? Because... What's happening now, and you're seeing it, there's not as many levels to minor league baseball now, so what are they doing? They're rushing people. They're rushing them. Look at the Detroit Tigers. We talked about this the other day. They had three stud pitchers. Stud pitchers. Matt Manning, Casey Mize, and uh, Tariq Skubal, right? Well, it was supposed to be Mize, Manning, and Skubal. Skubal's going to be the one that's going to turn out to be the superstar, Casey Mize can't stay healthy, and Matt Manning was an athlete, transitioned into a pitcher, and now hadn't sniffed the majors. Yeah, and and he and he may never. Well, he got called up last year, right? Because his shoulders all messed up. Because I mean, they've basically taken a quarterback and tried to turn him into a pitcher, and he may never. He's going to be the one that flounders. So I listened to a, a podcast on the on the trip. And they were talking about the Detroit Tigers, how they're pushing these guys up. They were talking about how if you have three guys like that, three first-round draft picks, almost always one hits, one fails, and one is never really what they need to be. Might Casey Mines might turn into a serviceable four or five in a, in a rotation. But he was projected to be the guy. Right. He was projected to be the guy. From day one that he got drafted. Yep. The Royals are going through that same thing. All these kids that are on their staff right now were in Lexington in 18 and 19, and they're struggling. Yeah. And, like, Jackson Kowar, who was, uh, along with Brady Singer, the two Florida Gator uh, prospects, Brady Singer's kind of starting to figure it out. Kowar hasn't pitched yet. And, and doesn't seem to – doesn't look like he's going to figure it out either. Right. And he's pitched well through the minor leagues, but he can't get to the majors. Right. 
And then you got Daniel Lynch who's struggling. Uh, Carlos Hernandez. Yeah, Carlos Hernandez came up and pitched really well last year. Can't hit the broad side of the barn this year. Right. Yeah. So, but in but on the flip side of that too, one of the, like it was just dead. Like when I was there, of course there were there were thunderstorms in the in the forecast. It did, which Sean can vouch. Anytime <laughs> I talk about going to watch the Legends play, you can guarantee it's going to rain. Um, but I mean, the weather wasn't bad. It was a nice night, and just nobody was there. Like I think I took a picture at one point. And there was maybe 200 people there. Yeah, you sent me the picture, and he goes, where's everybody at? And, like, so whenever we were having these lockout discussions with Major League Baseball, right, and you had you had the players talking about, well, and, you know, cost of living's going up. Why shouldn't our pay go up? Which is a terrible thing to say because you're making millions of dollars to play a game, right? And – I was talking with a, a, a guy that we play, a guy we play fantasy baseball with, and he said, "You know what they ought to do is they ought to take that money that they're that they're arguing about, and they ought to just put it back into baseball. Put it, give it to the fans, basically, right? So you have that would lower tickets and do, you know, but you have a team like Lexington who has to do all these kooky gimmick nights and things just to try to get a thousand people out." And, you know, like what Sean said, and I'm sure you guys, it used to be a pretty fun time. You go there and you know, all kinds of people you know and you heckle the opposing team and, you know, it, it used to be fun. And it's, it's killing. I'm not sure with the current model how long Lexington can continue to be a serviceable option for professional baseball. Well, and I think that's why they got the second team so they can, they literally have 130 home games. Yeah. So, I mean, but well, you would think that... Do they still have the high school yes, contract? they do. Yes. That's probably the only thing keeping this place open at this point. And they got, they had something, they hosted the OVW, not OVW. It was TNA. Yeah, no. The Ohio Valley. OVC. OVC. Oh, well, I thought we were talking about wrestling, because they did have, when TNA was doing their and, uh, stadium and, tour. And I was there. That was great. It was great, because Bully um, Ray was in the... Was in the main yeah. event. Um, they hosted the OVC uh, tournament, baseball tournament. And I remember Andy Shea, the owner, tweeted out that he's been trying to get that for years. Well, uh, it makes me So wonder. that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and, I, and I've never understood, and I know that there's more logistically that goes into it. But why Lexington wasn't the single A or double A team of the Cincinnati Reds makes no sense. Well... And you know that's the that's the kooky thing about all this, right? So at that particular time when all these talks were happening, we were still in pretty tight with the legends. And I talked to a lot of I talked to Andy and 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 Mike Allison and, and a lot of those guys about it, and I'm like, why do you not get an, another opportunity? Which they did, right? So. When they pulled these 42 franchises basically out, there was a bidding process. They bid on several double-A teams because the size of the stadium was okay for double-A, and they could have done some upgrades. Apparently, they've done a lot of upgrades. They have a new new turf field. Yeah. The whole field's turf. And 
Um, because it couldn't drain like worth a crap before when it was well, just and, and, grass. And now it opens up to you know before when you had those concerts there they would they would kill the outfield oh, grass. Yeah. yeah. Well now with it being turf you can have those concerts right. and you don't have to worry about your field. Yeah. So they they basically they lost out on all of those bids. They they tried every way in the world, but perfect example of that is is why could you not? You know, basically pull and redistribute because we're an hour and a half from Lexington. Makes a lot of sense. Cincinnati. Or, yeah, sorry, Cincinnati. Makes a lot of sense because our buddy that we had on our very first podcast yeah. is in Florida, mm-hmm. and that's a Cincinnati Reds affiliate. affiliate. That's a right? single A. Yeah. What sense does that make? Well, He's further away than we were from. Kansas City, but, but but you think about it. This is this is Reds country here, right? It is. I mean, you're, they're on the radio, they're on the TV. If it's not Reds, it's Cardinals. In our fantasy baseball league, every half. Reds player is is going to be well, gonna drafted. Say, half the teams are half the team owners are Reds fans. Oh yeah, at least if not more. Yeah. But if you if they would have looked at it that way logistically, then you have at this point like. Okay, you saw, talked about the boys that are now playing on Kansas City's roster were here in 2018-2019. Well, you can't pick up every day and go watch the Kansas City Royals play. Right. But you could pick up on a Tuesday and go watch them play in Cincinnati. Right. So, not only, it's now a vested interest. You have your Reds fans, oh, I can go to, oh, there's a hot prospect coming up. I can go to Lexington, watch him play, and then, you know, Louisville's only an hour, hour and a half drive. I can go watch him play right. Louisville, and then, oh, hey, look, it's the same distance as Cincinnati, and you become invested in the team, in the farm system, right. in the whole franchise. You right. can literally watch him his whole career. His whole career. Double A all the way Yep, up. yep. Yeah, no, it makes, drive more now. it yeah, makes fantastic sense. Because that's the problem; it makes too much sense. Bingo. They could make us the A because Dayton is their double A. Um, I think Dayton's their double A, and then Louisville's their triple A. So yeah, you'd have everybody within an hour and a half, two hours of Cincinnati, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Which so literally, if you had a guy that was on your triple A that you got, you know, Joey Votto gets hurt, and you have a prospect in triple A AA or double A. You can call them up that day, and they can be at the stadium ready to play. Rob Manford, if you're listening, we just gave you a good idea. I mean, and then when you put this in play, just call us. We'll help you reorganize Major League Baseball to make sense. You're right. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, it's it's hurting, that's for sure. So, I have a segment idea. I'm going to try it out on you guys tonight, Okay. Have you all seen the Twitter, Twitter, the TikTok videos? Typically, it deals with championships, and it will say, "Does do they have a ring or not?" Have you all seen those? No. And it would say, so it would bring up, you know, Brent Barry. Does Brent Barry have a championship ring? Does he not? The answer is yes, he does have a championship ring. He was on one of those Spurs teams. But so you would have the guys sitting around, they'd be like, Brent Barry, and they'd be like, um, yes or no, you know. So that's so that's the premise of this. And my first example, 
that I'm going to try my trial run. I guess we're done with minor league baseball. I thought we were. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are we not? No, you're kidding. I mean, because we good. can delete this and I can come back. No, you're good. Okay. You're good. So, well, I mean, you started checking the phone, so I figured it was over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got a customer text me. So, that's the basis of this, of this, of this idea. I'm going to start, because I'm an old school wrestling guy, right? I'm going to start with a wrestling title belt. All right? I'm going to give you four names, and you all independently can tell me which of the four you think was or wasn't the champion. Actually, you're going to tell me which one you think was the champion. No, sorry. Which one was not the champion? So there's four. Three of the four held the belt. One of them did. One of them did not. Okay. Kind of like three truths, one lie. So, but in future shows, it might be NBA championships. It might be college basketball championships. It might be Heisman trophies. It could be... Who's won an Oscar? I don't know, but obviously, at our essence, at our core, we are pro wrestling nerds. Okay, we. This is how this podcast started. Was based off wrestling. So, the title belt is the NWA slash WCW television title. Okay. Four names. Who did not hold the title? The four names are Roddy Piper. Rick Steiner, Dean Malenko, Steve Austin. So do we just blurt it out? Or yeah, you can now? tell me who you think did not hold it. I think Roddy. Roddy Piper? Again, yeah, me too. Roddy Piper? I have no earthly idea. Well, I've told you the three names. Okay, if you don't know, Steve Austin turns into Stone Cold. Right. All right, Rick Steiner is the dog face Rick, grandma. I know who, do- I know who okay. that is. I Roddy know who- Piper used to wear a kilt. <laughs> and Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Well, he changed mine to Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. You're Roddy Piper still? I'm still Roddy Piper. Okay. Are you going to go with one of those two, or are you going to go with Steve Austin or Dean Malenko? I think I'm going to go with Roddy Piper. Okay. So we got two Roddy Pipers, one Rick Steiner. Are you going to change it? No, I, I'm trying to make sure I remember Dean Malenko holding that belt instead of the cruiserweight title. Are we going to change? Or no, we... I, I'm good. Roddy good? Piper, final answer. Well, if you would have changed, you would have been right. Out of those four, it was Dean Malenko that did not hold the television title. I was title. thinking, so now, that's a mid-card title. It, it was their title that was defended on every television program. Okay. That's why it was called the TV title. Mm. So, that was like, and that was, was like your workhorse. I was thinking... Roddy Piper was too big for that. Well, that he was about 81-ish, 80-81. came to the WWE. It was before he came to WWE. He was, he, was the, he, was the, he was the NWA television champion. Initially on my list, I had Scott Hall in place of Dean Malenko. And in further research, during actually this show, I looked. He did actually, he was the second to last person to hold the television title. He didn't want to hold the belt and vacated it a week after he won it. And Jim Duggan, Hacksaw, was the final television champion. Hmm. Fun fact for you. To this day, one of my favorite belts, and I still think that we deserve to see that again. I do too. I think it is one of the most under... And they've... So they do have it. Do you know who would be fantastic with that belt? Austin Theory. Austin Theory is pretty good with the U.S. belt. I know. I'm just telling you. That dude has got you a freaking rocket strapped in him right now. You know who I think now. would be really good? Is Matt Riddle would be good with the television title. Oh, he would. 
or a guy like Montez Ford, somebody that's gonna work. That's gonna. It's on every show because that's. I mean, like that was the guy because you the the TV title was getting defended on Saturday night or Nitro, whatever show was going on at the time. It was gonna get defended every they time. They dumbed it down to the twenty four seven. Don't talk about that. Don't even put that twenty four seven. Beautiful Bobby Eaton held the television I know, title. Okay, I, believe me, they they it's. They need Dude a title. They is need, the twenty four seven champion. They right need now. a title like that, one hundred percent, to yep. you know to, that's relevant. So that is the basis of a segment that may come up eventually. Like but so it may it won't always be for you non wrestling fans. Okay, it won't always be wrestling titles. It may be covers of Madden. It might be MVPs. It could be anything. So I, I like it. I really should have changed my answer. Why? I had it. I knew you I did have it. You were I, like, I, I was just I trying to figure out if Malenko held. I the remember him holding title. the cruiserweight yeah. title. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I didn't say him because he was always that mid card guy. He. And I remember him with but the cruiserweight. Since we're talking about, it, he was in the Radicals that came over from WCW. It was it was Malenko, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn. Out of the four. Malenko was probably the best in the ring. He just he ended up in there. He did. So did Benoit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he just never could get over injuries, and then he had the personality of a of a fifth five gallon bucket of white paint. His best work was when him and Guerrero fought back and forth at WCW. I don't know when him and Jericho went back and forth and Jericho was the man of a thousand and, and three or a thousand and four holds because Malenko's gimmick was he was he was the man of a thousand holds. And Jericho comes out with the old school printer paper and pulls it out and he, he starts naming off his wrestling moves and every third but, but one see, was arm bar. But see that was more that was more Jericho than Malenko. But it, but his actual in ring work But though, if he didn't have a guy like Malenko to go, that never works. I know, but you think about it. Malenko and Guerrero were the birth of cruiserweight wrestling. They they were a main stable in ECW. They, they both got stolen by WCW. The work with the Jericho and him had was fantastic, but I don't think Malenko gets to that point without Eddie Guerrero. You... You might be right. Yeah. Speaking of Jericho, and I don't know if we're too long or whatnot, but last night, John Cena's 20th birthday for WWE. Were you all surprised at some of the people that sent a message saying, you know... I was it? not. Um, is that a is that a quote-unquote forbidden door? No. It is not. It was, it was somebody with WWE calling... A-W. You said it best this morning, when because we talked about that this morning. What you said was it just proves that this whole war is a fan thing. It's not a WCW wrestler or I mean a AEW wrestler versus a WWE wrestler. They don't have the beef. It's the fans that have. It's the, the beef. fans and the upper management typically that has the beef uh, because these guys are all friends. Uh, did you see, speaking of, did you see that like a lot of the AEW fans were mad because there were so many New Japan wrestlers in the Forbidden Door 
uh, pay-per-view. It's like that's the whole premise of it. What, what did they think was going to happen? I, it, it cracked me up. What, I was highly disappointed in the four wrestlers that were in that uh, New Japan, the, the NJ... IWGP. IWGP. The NJPW IWGP world <laughs> title. Uh, out of the four guys that were there, the finish to that match was bad. What? Adam Cole got hurt. That's why the finish happened the way it did. Well, I'm not sure why Jay White felt like he had to pin Adam Cole when he hit uh, Okada was- with the yeah. with the uh, with the riptide or cross. Uh, it's not the riptide. He calls it the uh, crossblade, I think, or the switchblade. Switchblade. Uh, I'm not sure why Cole was supposed to take the pin. They don't want Okada to take that pin. It's on American television. Nobody cares. But. Because because Cole was just kind of laying over to the side, White hits Okada with his finisher, and then rolls out Cole for Pinsy. I'm like, what are you doing? Anyway, it didn't make any sense. But we we digress into wrestling. Sometimes we talk about wrestling because you know we are we are a wrestling podcast. Well, wrestling is technically a sport, sports entertainment. It is sports entertainment, and we talk about sports. So, and it entertains us. It does. It does. It's what we talk about more. We talk about wrestling a lot more than we do sports. And if you don't watch, by all means, go. But go watch because it it's entertaining. It's entertainment. So we're getting close to our one year mark, Sean. We are. There were times along this journey we didn't think we were going to get here. You're and welcome. If it wasn't for these two fellas sitting right here, we probably wouldn't. Probably be. not, because at, at one point, they were the only two people listening. Yeah, There was times, like, you all would text our group, and I was like, oh, man, they're about to give up. We're about to hang it up, and we didn't. We pushed through. We, we, we were emotionally uninvested yeah. for, uh, uh, for a hot minute. Um, and, you know, it's funny because we were doing two shows a week. Yep. Even though we were recording them both on the same night, we're basically at the same time slot that we we were. But, you know, I think we had a lot of fun doing the Rushmore episodes. But they didn't really get the listens. You know, they, they would probably get half the listens that the regular shows do. And... I, I was driving today, and I was sitting there thinking, this is probably the most fun that I have right now, is doing this podcast with you guys, to the point that I'm sitting there going, there is so much to talk about that one podcast a week almost isn't enough now. It's like, I wish we could do more. And, you know, I think it would be so much fun. To do a daily podcast. I really do. Hey, by the way, just so you all know, you are in our, uh, you are on our vision board. You know, you like businesses and corporations <laughs> set vision boards. Oh, yeah. Our vision board is we want to host a, a weekly radio spot. Why not? That's kind of our thought. So that's some of the new things we're going to look into. Once we hit that year mark, we're going we're gonna to unveil a new format to the show. Yeah. We're going to kind of redo everything, rebrand everything, and you know, kind of shake off some of that pro wrestling uh, persona that we have. You know, we're going to we're going from The Rock to Dwayne Johnson, okay? And eventually we're going to have to go by Dwayne The Rock Johnson because we're going to realize that at the beginning, you know, at, at at the end of the day we're a wrestling podcast. It just loves other things and can talk about other things. But 
to welcome in a, a, a bigger audience because Sean and I have talked multiple times that we have kind of our listeners, our pool of listeners, even our friends that we that we have, has shrunk drastically because we have we have our friends tell us was like, well, you know, I'd listen to you guys, but I don't, don't know anything about wrestling. I don't like wrestling. So whenever we put the new format out there, we're and and pay attention to social media. We're going to push it out there, uh, but it's going to be obvious, I think. And if you're and if you have been listening, I think it is obvious now that we're much more than just a pro wrestling podcast, right? And it's working because we're having people come up to us going. Hey man, I really enjoyed your podcast. I listened to your podcast this weekend, and you're like, "Oh wow, you listened to our podcast?" And well, what'd you think about it, man? I I laughed, and your uh, made up cookbook segment is is pretty popular for the people that have listened That's to us. Speaking of that, we do. We, uh, I got a new family member. Yeah, from uh, she came home with Wes on vacation. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, she was a neighbor growing up, uh, Miss Sandy Kay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she made the absolute best key lime pie. Nice. So uh, whenever I break out Miss Sandy Kay's, God rest herself, rip. Uh, whenever I break out, I'm going to pour out a jug of key lime pie juice just in well, her honor. I, I can tell you this right now. Key lime pie is one of my favorite pies. Well, maybe I'll bring it in someday when, when, when we're recording and we can taste test oh. Miss Sandy Kay's key lime pie. I like this idea. Here. Yeah. Live. Yeah. I mean that's that's in te- my group studio. That's technically the only thing we're missing this point is food while we're doing this podcast, right? Well, I mean, if it gets much longer, I'm. I mean, it's about time for your all's snack before bed. <laughs> They've already had their melatonin. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, isn't it about Jello time? At the, yeah, at the, it's getting there. At the old folks' home, it's getting there. So, call to action of the week is: last week we asked you to go out and give us five star reviews. This week, we're going to ask you to go out and follow us on your favorite platform, whether that be uh, TikTok, Facebook, or Twitter. We're on all three. And uh, go out there and just give us a follow on that. So this that's this week's call to action. Smash the like button. Yep. Smash sure. it! All right, guys. Another great show. Had fun on this one. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. I pledge allegiance to the podcast brought to me by the MoCo Four Horsemen, for which I rely upon my weekly entertainment, for the love of all things fun, with opinions, facts, and jokes aplenty, just like Sex Panther Cologne, 60% of the time, we are right every time. Amen. Woo!